Looking for an easy way to keep up with Here Home's updates and newest offerings? If so, sign up for our email list at wearehearhome.com slash subscribe or click the link in the show notes to join the family. Let's get into the episode. everyone. Welcome back to Hear Home, the podcast. I'm Asia Woods, your resident professional people gatherer and the founder of Hear Home, which is a virtual community and platform for enriching the home and heart with content, resources, and products. While the Hear Home brand provides elevated lifestyle inspiration and goods that we all enjoy, here on the podcast, my host, aka my mom, and I contemplate the things that make up the heart of the home, such as belonging, gathering, relationship building, and where all of those things beautifully intersect. If you're with us right now, it's because you're also curious about building a nourishing life for yourself and your people, whether that's at home or beyond. On today's episode, we welcome our family friend and one of my mom's best friends, Miss Crystal Jackson. Now, Miss Crystal's family and ours go way back to the years we all lived in Pennsylvania. Our families spent a lot of time together growing up, and without her and my mom meeting, I think it's pretty safe to say that my childhood probably would have looked a lot differently. They quickly became friends and that sparked the creation of a really beautiful village for themselves, their husbands, their children, and others who came their way. And of course, that's worth exploring. We talk about their story and why and how they made sure that we, especially as black kids growing up in a predominantly white area, had each other to lean on. It was a really special episode for us to record and I hope for you to listen to. At the end of the episode, you'll find a little segment where my mom and I hang out and chat about an exciting trip to Morocco she has coming soon. Well, actually, while you're listening to this, you should be touching down Morocco as we speak. So for all you travel lovers, you'll definitely want to stick around to the end of the episode. Alrighty, please enjoy this conversation with Miss Crystal Jackson. Okay, we're starting over. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, ask the question. How did you two meet? Well, that was what, 25 years ago, right? Something like that, yes. So, so they we were met. five, and then yes. 29, 20, yes. yeah, 24 years ago. Yes. Wow. Um, so Asia um, was going into kindergarten, and Avery was going into kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Right, and Avery is Crystal's son. Yes. Um, so they were going into kindergarten and we were at kindergarten orientation and you know we're at orientation da, 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 da. and then i think orientation was probably around, or, or had just finished because we weren't sitting in the same area or something and then we saw each other and then we were just kind of like hi and you know introduce ourselves right mm-hmm. and i mean the obvious thing did you guys do that because you two were the only black people there yes <laughs> yes basically <laughs> Basically, Basically, yes. yes. It was just a few of us there. Uh And um, it was just just us. Because think think about the kindergarten class. It was just us. Oh, yeah. It was just you and Avery. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You were the only two little kids of color in your (laughs) kindergarten class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, how did that conversation go? You were just like, oh, nice to meet you. That's my son. That's my daughter. Like, Right. And then we found out we lived around the corner from each other. Mm. Correct. We both yeah. found yeah, we found out we lived near each other and mm-hmm. so yeah, and then so we just kind of like it was just kind of initially just a hi and introduce ourselves and yes. I don't even know at that point if we exchanged numbers. We might have, I don't remember. We did. We did. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, and we were asking I, asking about the neighborhood, how long you had right. lived. I think you moved in before us. No, after. Mm-hmm. It was after. Because mm-hmm, we had just moved in right before okay. they started. Yeah. School. Okay. We had moved um, in the year before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So it started there, and then I think after I think Crystal, you guys were the first ones that had kind of like, you know, come on, oh, come over or something. Yeah. So you invited us over. And then that's when we really got to know you guys better. And then, you know, the kids, well, Asia and Avery knew each other because they were in the same class. And yeah, so right. then the parents, we got to kind of talk and get to know each other. Okay, right. got it. Yeah, because I was going to ask, like, go, go ahead, Miss Crystal. And what really connected us was we were both Catholic. Yes. Oh. Yes. So you didn't okay. meet a, a lot of Black Catholics. Correct. So yeah. that was exciting. So we, and then she was the one, your mom was the one that told me about uh, the church that we go to. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's predominantly black Catholic because we were going to a church around the corner, which was um, predominantly white Catholic church. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so that's. I wonder that church. Yeah, St. Eleanor's. St. Eleanor's, right, mm-hmm. right, right. And for those listening, all this we're talking about is in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, suburban town of Philadelphia. So how did you guys really go from like acquaintances to friends? Was it just you got more acquainted with each other because you were seeing seeing guys at our school events? Like what kind of broke the ice from acquaintances to friendship? I think we started going out. Um, Connie, you and I started going hanging out together. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think we the started more... like shopping and going right. to lunch. And... Right. The more, we, um, the more we kind of like were around each other, um, you know, pertaining to school things, then we just really ended up like um, clicking personality wise and everything and family wise, family values yeah. wise. And we just had a lot in common. So then in our husbands, you know, worked in the same industry. So there was a lot of commonalities. And then we just started like, hey, let's go to lunch, you know, um, let's yeah, we started doing things outside of, you know, seeing each other at school functions. So exactly. <laughs> and then we started, we had a book club. Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. That yeah. one of you guys started or that I one started of your friends? mother? Yeah. <laughs> your mother oh, started a book club. club. Um, and yeah. then that's when we met Sharon because I, I, well, we were both, Chris and I were both stay at home moms at first. At and first. then, yep. then I started working and, I and mm-hmm. um, we both did. yeah, we both started working and then through my job, um, I met Sharon, who was our other, we used to call each other the three musketeers. It was always yeah. me, Crystal, and Sharon. So yeah, yeah the three of us. And um, yeah, then through that book club, we met other, you know, moms, black moms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, through gymnastics, we met um, another person. Yeah. <laughs> and For those listening, a face was just made. I guess that person's not really in a friend group anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, people have different paths, different roads. Yeah, and, exactly. And so yeah. we okay, stayed on it. the same path and we just yeah. bonded. And then we started an investment club. Yes. Okay. So we yes. brought families together. So we kind of created our own little village in the suburbs. Yeah. Exactly. And we exactly. used to bring you kids to investment club. Remember investment club? You guys just- I remember. Yeah. I remember- I was mostly confused as to what was going on because like you guys would sit at the table and just like 
with your laptops and it would look so boring. I remember that. I'm like, are they having fun? Like, what, like, what is this get together happening? I just remember being confused. But I mean, you know, work for you guys. Yeah. And, um, and the, 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 the investment club did two things. It brought mm-hmm. you kids together, which mm-hmm. you guys, you know, grew up together, basically. Mm-hmm. And then it brought us together, um, you know, to do investments. So yeah. it, it, it really accomplished two things. So we, we had to create our own little village in the area because we were all new to the area and didn't have mm-hmm. family. Yes, yes. So. Yes, exactly. We were, that was another thing that we all had in common was we, none of us had, you know, we didn't have any family at all in the area. And Crystal and Renard didn't either. Renard is Crystal's husband. Mm-hmm. We, we had no family. So we became each other's family, you know, yes. because I knew that I could depend on Crystal and Renard for anything that we needed with you and your brother and vice versa. So yes. if I was in a pinch for something, you know, oh, I can't pick the kids up or I'm hung up, I'll call Crystal or, mm-hmm. you know, vice versa or just whatever it was. If I needed a, you know, you guys needed to, we needed to or wanted to go away someplace on the weekend, we knew that we could drop you off over there and they could drop their kids off over our place. And yes. which was great because... Yeah, it was like they're basically we consider them as family now because it's like we're like family. When you drop off your kids at your family, you hope that you don't have to worry about them or anything like that. You know, they're taken care of as far as like Crystal was able to discipline you guys. I could discipline her kids because we Mm -hmm. were on the same page with everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I used to pick up you guys from school a lot, you know? Yeah. I used yep. to yeah. pick you guys up from school. Asia, remember that time I picked you up from school? We got in a car accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was funny because we had, I picked them up from school. We got, had gotten to the car accident, but I had taken them to McDonald's right before the car accident. And I'm like, is everybody all right? She says, I'm fine. My French fries are still good. <laughs> is that what you have to say after a car accident? <laughs> yes, because... I remember it very vividly. I remember, like, you know, I wasn't, like, afraid of what, which, which was good. I guess it wasn't the yeah. most severe car accident. But I remember, like, when everything got settled, I was just looking at the ceiling. And I was like, they're catching them all in the ceiling. Like, I was just <laughs> thought that was so weird. Like, dang, you must got yes. hit kind of hard. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, that's I hit um, well. As long yeah. as her french fries were good, she was good. So I was like, okay, <laughs> we're good. So... So the reason I wanted to us to talk about kind of like ways that you guys have built community for us when we were little is because now when I look back on my childhood, I feel like a lot of the community and like our family, friends, that kind of circle has given me a lot of confidence. And I say that because like, so sometimes we talk about like maybe just people we notice, young people we notice, and especially black youth often feel very like just very uncomfortable in like probably white areas or something like that and really struggle with their own sense of who they are and where they belong and just how to navigate um, as a young black kid. And I was always telling mom, like, you know, I feel like you guys did a really good job of making sure we were connected and had other black friends, even though we grew up in a predominantly white area and school and whatnot. So I guess a question I wanted to know was like, did you guys do that intentionally? You know, like, was it purposeful that you guys tried to make sure that we had community of people who looked like us or was that just like happenstance? Yeah. From my perspective, I know I did it. I did it um, purposely. I purposely did that Mm -hmm. where we lived. There was not. Okay. So for those of you listeners, I'll give you a picture of 
where we lived. We being our family and also Crystal's family. We lived in the same the same town and mm-hmm. the school that you guys went to, well, you guys started out in private school, but even the public school, when you guys did switch to public school, you still were one of a couple of, you know, black kids and one of a just a couple of kids of color, period. Mm-hmm. So imagine those of you who are, who are not people of color, imagine, um, you know, growing up in a place where your neighborhood, you're the only other, right? You're the only one who's different in your neighborhood. You go to school and you see maybe one or two people who look like you in your entire school. Mm-hmm. Um, and a pretty big school. And a Both pretty big school. Big schools, well, they yeah. weren't small schools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine pretty much your whole, everywhere you went, you were the, you were the other person. So imagine yourself, if you're not a person of color, being in a all black neighborhood, mm-hmm. going to an all black school and everything, you would, you, how would you feel? I, I think a lot of times you don't think about those things, mm-hmm. but that's why we do think about it because it happens often. And, um, and I grew up that way as well. Mm-hmm. That's, that was my existence growing up. And I remember growing up always wanting to be around other people who looked like me. Mm-hmm. I remember always wanting to be around, you know, girls would do their hair and this and that, but there was nobody in my friend group who had hair like my hair. So I was like always, you know, you're left out, not because your friends are leaving you out, but just because, you know, yeah, certain things you're left out of. And certain things you just can't relate and on, I, to and be you honest. you can't relate right. on certain yeah. things. Exactly. Right. So... So I didn't want you guys to have that same experience growing up. So I did whatever mm-hmm. I had to do so that you would be around people who look like you. So the first, their very first thing I did, even before um, we met Crystal Renard, was to find a church that was predominantly black. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't all black, it was predominantly black. And it was 45 minutes away in the city. So we would drive 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it was snowing or whatever. We would drive. Because that was it was that important to me to have you in that environment, mm-hmm. and then once we met Crystal and Renard, and we started meeting other families who were kind of sprinkled throughout the same suburbs, um, who wanted the same goal for their their children, mm-hmm. and I think that really made us come together even more. What do you think, Crystal? Yes, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think we tried to create the best of both worlds for you guys, because um, we wanted you to feel that that village. As well, you have to exist in a broader spectrum. Right. So we tried to create a place where you had some place to go when you needed to vent or just feel comfortable. But we tried to also equip you so when you leave that circle, you're okay. So we're hoping that that's what we gave you. You can exist outside your circle and inside your circle. So that's what we tried to do Mm -hmm. because there's a broader world out there. We can't keep you in that circle. We just wanted you to have a place where you can come and be comfortable. Right. Because you have to go out there and, yeah, you have to go out there every day and deal with the world has to throw at you. So you needed a place where you can come home and other people can relate. So, us getting you kids together, you kids can talk about what happened at school or who said what to whom and how did you react to that. And, so that's what we tried to create for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that makes a lot of sense because, you know, a lot of times, unfortunately, a lot of black kids or just people of color probably can understand this. When you're going to school and you go to a predominantly white school, if you don't have 
as like a feeling of self-confidence and who you are, you're probably going to go to school and wish you were more like the white kids there or whatever and try and change yourself to fit in with these other people. And so what was interesting is like when I went to school, even though it was predominantly white, like for some, I had a lot of confidence because like the kids at my school, my friends here, they're wonderful. They're great. However, I still knew that I had like my black friends, my friends who I could really relate to elsewhere. And that made me feel confident where I currently was, you know what I mean? So I never mm -hmm. felt the need to like change myself a lot to fit into my school environment. Cause I kind of felt like, I mean, I have some cool friends outside of this school. I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Who like I could relate to a lot more. So yeah, like it gave me a sense of just like camaraderie that was really, really valuable. But yeah. what was nice about it, you have a broad spectrum of friends, just like my yes. kids do. Mm -hmm. So it's not that they only have black friends, but they have white friends as well. Exactly. You know? So, and yeah. that was, that was the, the goal because mm -hmm. that's what I grew up with, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what my husband grew up with who lived in New Hampshire. When mm -hmm. he went to New Hampshire to school, he was the only one there in the whole school. So that was a big adjustment for him. So he was like, I really want to create a village for our kids when we, when we move. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was so important so that you had, but you know something, not only for you kids, it did it for us because we were yes. all in corporate America. Yes. So every day we had to deal in corporate America. So it was nice when we got together and say, oh my God, you wouldn't believe the week we had at work. Yes. And you can, you know, exactly. so it was good when you're dealing in corporate America as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, that's what was going to be another one of my questions was like, I know it was valuable for me and probably a lot of the kids who are in this little village, but I'm sure it was valuable for you guys. So mm -hmm. like, how else was it helpful for you, for you, like amongst the adults and amongst the parents in the group? Well, you know, for, for me, it was helpful because I had somebody just like you guys, you kids had each other. We had each other. Mm -hmm. If something was mm -hmm. going on, at my job or maybe at home or with you guys or just whatever it was, I had somebody I could go to mm -hmm. who I trusted and who I could talk to. And, and, and I knew that she was going to give me, you know, the best advice that she could give me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, again, somebody to bounce things off of. There were exactly. times when I'm going to her like, Crystal, oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. she'll talk <laughs> me down off the fence, you know, and, exactly. and, but she could relate to whatever it was that was going on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Some other friend who was in our village, maybe they could relate, but maybe they couldn't because there's only certain things I would tell them because there's only certain things they would understand, right? Exactly. But Crystal, I felt like I could always talk, tell everything to because she she gets she gets it, she gets me, she gets you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So, so that you know, and 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 it was like that. It was like, um, you know, we had that sounding board in each other, mm -hmm. you know, an advice, somebody, an advisor, and stuff. And it was because we wanted the best for each other. You know, that's mm -hmm. how much love we have for each other. It's like we wanted the best for her, her marriage, her family, mm -hmm. her job, everything that she, your parents or you or Evan engaged in. We always wanted the best for you guys, you know, yeah. and we, she can always come and talk to me about your kids. And we were always like when you guys accomplished stuff. It felt like my kids, you like you're my child. Yeah, advice. So it was help. like I am so proud of them of what they do and you know where they're going. So I think that when you have friendships like that, you know they're irreplaceable. They really yeah, are. Absolutely. Always want yeah. the best for them. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I have the fondest memories from our childhood, to be honest. Like, you know, you know what I think about often? I think about Miss Crystal's pool parties. Those were yeah. epic. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think about, like, the Christmas parties you guys used to have. Like, that was so much fun. So yeah. much fun. Like, oh, my gosh. A blast all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and those are the memories. And see, so I think we accomplished it because that's what we wanted for you guys to have those fond memories. Yeah. You know? anywhere and and i really like the fact that you and avery and jalen and like all of you guys mm -hmm. you don't talk every day you guys are all like in just you know different areas doing your different things mm -hmm. none of you guys have the, chose the same career path you guys are all doing something differently mm -hmm. but i think you know and you can correct me if i'm wrong but mm -hmm. i think you know that you could pick up the phone now and call avery oh and, yeah for sure and you know mm -hmm. If, and talk to Avery about whatever. If you needed Avery for something, Avery would be there. Johnny on the spot. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. and you, for him, like, I think you guys know that you have that connection. You don't have to talk every day or, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's like, it's like any friendship. Like, those are the best friendships or connections when, you know, there's just like a mutual understanding. And, yeah, you don't have to talk every day. But, you know, if some stuff was going down, you could make a call and, like, you know, everything would be, you have someone there to help you, for sure. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that this is one of our funniest stories together, though. Um, we had had a real rough week, Sharon, Connie, and I, and decided we were going to a spa for the weekend. Oh, well, yes. that weekend, <laughs> it happened to be a blizzard. Yes. So I said, I think we should cancel because the blizzard's coming. And, and mother hold said, on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, I just have to add something. I don't think. So, so the reason why that week and everything was crazy because work was crazy. I think both of our husbands had been traveling all week. Yes. Mm -hmm. The kids have been acting crazy all week. We never act crazy. And so <laughs> our husbands came home. We're like, you know what? We're out of here. Go ahead. <laughs> so Connie said, no, we're still going. So mm -hmm. she had a van. We went in the van. You remember the minivan she had? The minivan, you guys. Yep. We're in a blizzard. So in the minivan. We're in the blizzard driving what it was a hour up towards Harrisburg hmm. and it we're was like, on it was the, like almost two hours I think yes and we're Pike. on the highway and you could not see in front of us I mean this because was, we could not see this because is, hold on the snow was coming everything the snow is coming down like crazy we were the only ones on the highway with the only two ones and with the, with the, the um, windshield wipers were freezing that's yeah. why I couldn't see because the windshield wipers were freezing and then remember, I was like, okay. And I think you had you had you had to pee. And then, <laughs> no, that was Sharon. That was Sharon. Oh, Sharon had somebody had to pee. And then I was like, oh my god, I can't see, I can't see. And I, some kind of way, I saw that little rest area on the turnpike. Mm -hmm. And then I think you guys yeah. were like, okay, it's right there. Just go in there. And I was like, where? I can't see it. You're like, right there. Turn. <laughs> and I just turned, and thankfully, yeah. it was the thing leading to the. You know the, the rest area, the yeah. exit re yeah. leading to exit the rest ramp. area mm -hmm. stop. So Sharon gets out to go pee. Me and Crystal and are trying to chip, off the, yeah, chip the ice off the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so, you got to finish. Wow. Okay, so we get all the way to the spa. Now we did make it. We get all the way to the spa, and the spa's up on the hill. We get there. It had to be at least what almost two feet of snow by the time we got up to the mountain. Mm -hmm. We could not get up the hill. We could not drive up to the, the chateau. We could not get So you there. were going up and it was sliding back or something? It, like we just got couldn't stuck. even. Yeah, we oh. got stuck. 
we could not so we're looking up we're like okay there's the place right there but we're down at the bottom what do we do i said no, remember, okay. we couldn't see it because the snow is coming down and oh, windy, yeah so we couldn't see it because it, this place is like crystal described it as a hill but it's more like a small mountain yeah that's where the thing yeah. was on top oh. of there and so we're we never got stuck until we got i don't know we didn't at the know base of the we place mm -hmm. yeah the base of the place and that's when he got stuck and we were like so tell it what happened <laughs> so we're like we're gonna freeze out here mm. nobody's gonna know we're down at the bottom <laughs> so so we were just sitting there sherry oh, was panicking he was panicking. i was like oh my god um, oh my god oh my god what oh my god do? and crystal crystal's like okay look okay. so crystal throws on her hood i put and my she's like on. I'm going in, and we're like, "What?" <laughs> I'm not walking up the hill. I walk up the hill. See, because you, Miss Crystal, you're a real one. My mom, I know when my mom gets freaked out, all she does is freeze and like start hyperventilating. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and you probably, when it's a crazy situation, you go into like action mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I walk up the hill, and then I think they start panicking because they couldn't see me anymore. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. So I don't know what happened in the car. She has to tell you well, that I'm gonna tell you in the car, Sharon was like, cause you know, she would she would bite on her nails or like kind of like tap her fingernails against her teeth or something when she was nervous. And she, she was like, oh, Crystal, Crystal. <laughs> and I was just like, stop it, stop it. She's gonna, okay, if she doesn't come back in five minutes, then we're just gonna have to, we're just gonna have to go out and find her. Cause we didn't know how far away because you couldn't see it. Because we couldn't see it. Yeah. We didn't know how far up. We're like, oh, Lord, she could be like in the snowbank or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. So I did. I did make it. We checked in and the guys came down mm -hmm. and brought us up. And they left They left the car at the bottom. They were going to get it in the morning. Mm -hmm. And the nice thing about it is the staff was still there because they couldn't go home. Oh, yeah. So the, all the staff was there and there were the three of us, and then two mm -hmm. other sisters from Philadelphia in the whole place. There was five people in the whole wow. resort. It was just the <laughs> yes. five of us. But everyone else was still there. The chef was still there. Mm -hmm. The, you know, all the staff was still. It was a great weekend because it was just five of us. Oh, that, that's such a, that's such a, that's an entertaining story. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I love that. Yeah. Okay, now, since now, we're in different locations so like the listeners know that me and mom live in savannah now you guys are in pennsylvania have you guys found that it's i don't know has it been different now trying to make the same types of friends as you as it was back then has it been different easier harder like what do you think it's for me it's different so i guess we have different experiences because i'm the one who moved yeah. but then crystal is still there yeah. but people moved away so so for me Yes, it was different because before when I was creating community, I mainly had you and your brother top of mind, right? Mm -hmm. I was more so doing it for you instead of for myself. Mm -hmm. um, but now since, you know, we're empty nesters, um, when we moved here, I was doing it for myself, obviously. And, um, and it was different. It was weird because I didn't know how to do it, honestly, because I had done it thinking about from, from the parent perspective for so long. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to do it for myself. So, because growing up, yeah, I moved around a lot, but remember my, I had my siblings with me, right? So where were we And moved, it was military. And so, it was military yeah. and that was a community in and of itself. Right. So, um, anyway, 
I kind of didn't know what to do. And then you, Asia, were the ones one who told me, mm-hmm. oh, create, what was that that thing called? Uh, meetup.com. Meetup, meetup.com. She's like, well, mm-hmm. just create a meetup group for what, you, what you're looking for. So at the time, like my hobby was making jewelry, doing jewelry, jewelry making. And, you know, I had a store in Pennsylvania that I closed before we moved here. So um, I did. So I set up a meetup, a meetup um, group or whatever and set a meetup thing and had no idea if people were, would come and people did come. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, oh, this is cool because now I'm meeting people who at least have the same hobby that I have, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through that meetup group, I met one, one person who's still my really good friend. So that was one way I did it through the meetup and create, you know, creating a meetup for what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And the other way, was, and I'll say just uh, to pause on that, that it took you a really long time to get to that place. Cause I remember like, cause this is when I was living in DC. I don't know if I was still in college when you guys moved to Savannah or this was right after no, you, were, you were out and you were having a very hard time being in Savannah. Like I was at the beginning. And I had to tell her like, Miss Chris, I was always like, mom, like you have to like try to make friends. You're not just going to knock on your door and be like, hey, I want to be your friend. Like, that's not how it's going to work. Like, you have to try and put effort into it. Right, but I didn't know. But I can get how it's hard if you haven't done that for so long. Right, because I didn't know how. Like, where do I go? Yeah. Where do I go? Mm -hmm. I'm not, like, working at a job. Yeah. So I couldn't find a church that I liked. I mean, I was trying churches out, but it was just, I don't know, it was weird. It was just, like, a lot of old people there. Mm -hmm. And... (laughs) (laughs) And and I just didn't know where to go. Like, where do you go? What do you do? Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, yeah. I look at friendships differently now. Like people I meet now, I'm not looking for like lifelong, like long term. Mm-hmm. I look at it like we can go out. You know, maybe do dinner. Or I don't mm-hmm. look at. It's different now. Like she said, we're mm-hmm. in a different phase of our lives. And I don't look at it like that because now, because we're empty nesters, we could travel wherever we mm-hmm. want. Now. So mm-hmm. I can go to Savannah or she can come to uh, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. So it's not like we have to worry about anything or anybody else at this point. We just have to right. get on the plane or whatever right. we want to do. So if her and I just say, okay, let's just go here. We can do that. At mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. And we did that like, what, a couple years ago we met, it was in December, remember? And we were like, oh, spa. Crystal, I need yeah. a fall weekend. You were like, okay, tell me when. All right, I'll pick you up from I picked out a place. Yeah. yeah. And then and yeah. we went to a spa for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I flew up, she drove down, and we met in the met someplace and yeah. So um, so yeah, I look at it I look at it differently. And then um, and then some of it did happen organically. Like we moved into a neighborhood where I think I mentioned before, this is the best neighborhood I've lived in as far as how people get along with each yeah. other or whatever. They're very like, yeah. neighborly. Yeah, they're very yeah. neighborly. Yeah. In, in the yeah. In, in the right sense too. It's not just like, hey, how you doing? You know, like yeah. we actually right. do things together. So right. so um so yeah. I, I think I'm not really trying to create community anymore like we we purposely created for you guys. Mm-hmm. But it's kinda like what Krista said. It's just kinda like, you know, just meeting people who we can go out and have a good time with. Yes. And out of, you know, out of those people, maybe a few of them will become like lifelong friends. Maybe they, but, but then again, maybe they won't, but mm-hmm. I kind of don't mind if they don't, because I don't know, I have my lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have much life left. So uh, I don't know about you. I'm living to a hundred. So. <laughs> uh-huh. Lifelong. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. So this, okay, this conversation is helpful. And this kind of leads me to, I guess, my kind of one of the final questions I have. Um, But this conversation is helpful because if you're someone like me, like in my late 20s. (laughs) (laughs) Late 20s. And, and, you know, sometimes you start thinking about, okay, like I want to have kids one day, like, and you think about, you know, where you want to raise them. And I think about, okay, like if I raised kids here in Savannah, like how would that be different than, you know, how would their experience be different than what we had kind of in the suburbs of Pennsylvania, like in terms of the community, right? Because like, there's a lot more of like a black community here in Savannah, as opposed to where we were outside of Pennsylvania, just like, and I just wonder about those things. Mm -hmm. Um, So do you guys have advice for either people like me who are hoping to one day have a family and raise them or people who already have kids of their own or you know family of their own like how to create a sense of community especially when you're in a location where there's not a lot of other people like you around and what kind of things do you have to take into consideration um so one thing i would say would be find the places where your people are and try to go to those places or, you know, for instance, church, right? I found a black, a predominantly black Catholic church. Yes, it was 45 minutes away. It was not convenient, mm-hmm. but I made that sacrifice to go there so that you guys would have that community. So I think find places where the people are who you want to be with, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and, and make sure you join clubs, right? Crystal, that's a good one. Yeah, to- clubs. You can join join clubs that have, you know, like, I don't know, that have people like where, where you want your kids to be and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, would you ever, this is another like specific question. Would you guys ever advise someone to not move or live in a particular area because there's nobody that looks like them around? If I had to do it over, I think that I would live in a more diverse community. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a diverse community. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was very beneficial. I wouldn't live in an all black and I wouldn't live in an all white. I would try to live in as much as diversity as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's to make a child well-rounded, you have to, mm-hmm. um, yes. I know someone that has done that. Like they had Asian people in their community, um, Indians, blacks, white. Mm-hmm. And they knew a lot of the different cultures. Mm-hmm. So that to me is a real, they're hard to find. Mm-hmm. Don't get it wrong. But if you can find something like that, I think that's the perfect, that's the ideal situation to me. Mm-hmm. But if you can't, then I would try to definitely do uh, some sort of a mixed community. I wouldn't, I would not raise my children. We lived in, when we moved from Collegeville, to where we are now, mm-hmm. it was predominantly uh, a white community. And I yeah. think that had some impact on, on my children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. The ideal would be to find a community where it's very mixed. Yes. Find a church where it's mixed, find a place that's mixed. Yeah. Um, and and what, like, why is that valuable in you guys' eyes? Well, because, well, for me, it's valuable because that's the real world. It that's is. the world that we live in. You know what I mean? And I think it's always good. And I think it's always beneficial to know, to know about different people and about their cultures and about things that they go through. And if you can kind of, you know, if you see that growing up, like you get it. 
mm-hmm. you know, one of your best friends growing up was Jewish. I mean, you've been mm-hmm. to, I know. You know, just, just, yeah, you've been to her synagogue and like different mm-hmm. things and around mm-hmm. her family for different holidays and whatnot. So you, you, you get that. And I think that makes you more well-rounded. One of your, you know, best friends is um, Asian and you've been around her family and what they do on the celebration. So I think that just makes you, it, it's more rich, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it just, yeah. You want yeah. other people to know about your culture, you know about other people's culture and that's just the world we live in. And Hey, it's, it's, it's a, it's a global society now. Right. Yeah, so exactly. you feel comfortable when you go overseas someplace and it's not really super foreign to you because like maybe some things aspects are, but the whole thing is not because yeah, I've been around this kind of people or this kind of culture before, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Cool. Exactly. Well, thanks guys. Anything else you want to share on this topic? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think, I think that it's very important, you know, for people to create some type of community for themselves. Community could be one per, you know, one other person, two other people, whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. create something for yourself. Cause no uh, people, I don't think are not, people aren't meant to just be out there by themselves, just alone. And going, so. yeah. And just going through life alone and experiencing things alone. For, from my perspective, it's just much more fun to experience things with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, when we do things together, when, you know, me and dad get together with Crystal Renard and, and our other friends, I don't know, we just have the best time. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, we, we can go someplace new and it's new and exciting for all of us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, I think it's great. I think it makes your life much more rich and fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think everyone should try it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Crystal. Any any final parting words? No, yeah, I think this was a great conversation. And hopefully, if you know you're thinking about building your own community, just go out and try it. Do it. Just find something. Whether it's a book book club, knitting club, mm-hmm. um, jewelry making, whatever. You know, get people with common interests in. We'll have some fun. Life is short, you know? Yep. And if it doesn't exist, then create it. <coughs> testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. <laughs> Yeah, me. That was a good episode, right? It was so much fun. Yeah. Oh, I miss spending time with Miss Crystal. I know, Just me like too. I miss my friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, how are you doing today? I stayed up really late last night, like till 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Doing nothing in particular, <laughs> which is annoying. But anyway, and then I woke up, I woke up at 9.15 and I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta be at ages of 10. <laughs> and so I jumped out of bed and Oliver was looking at me like, uh, I know you're going to feed me before you leave. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I was a little rushed, but I'm calm now. Well, thank you for getting here on time. I really, really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got something exciting coming up. Yeah, actually this week I have to, I'm packing, I'm getting ready to go. Um, so, you know, my friends and I, my sisters, my friends and I go on this, um, we call it a girl's trip. Once every two years. Well, our two years was supposed to be um, 2020. We were supposed to take this trip in 2020, but we were eight days away and then COVID and everything shutting down. So Mm -hmm. anyway, we're going to Morocco for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And um, 
finally, like after rescheduling three times, we're finally able to travel. So that's going to happen a week from today. So this week I'll be busy trying to, you know, get things organized and situated for the trip. Yeah. So I'm oh. excited about it. I'm excited. I'm excited for y'all too. Yeah. I mean, there's a tiny part of me that's still a little bit jealous and I'm not going. I told you. I mean, I know you invited me, but like, it's just like, it just doesn't feel like the right time. Yeah, so many other things going cool. on. But cool. I am so envious and I wish I could go. Yeah, well, I'm going to go again. So okay, definitely going to go again. Um, so what do you guys have planned on your itinerary? Like, tell me a little bit about it. And to tell the listeners first, um, my mom is a fantastic vacation planner. Like, you guys need to know this. Like, maybe we'll do a whole episode about, like, I don't know. I don't know. Is that related to your home? I don't know. But, like, I feel well, like people should know about your great travel and vacation planning skills because you're great creating itineraries that are very mm-hmm. like tailored and catered to families needs individual needs like it immerses you in the culture you find great lodging restaurants like your research game like i said in the first episode remember mm-hmm. when i was like my favorite thing about you is your mm-hmm. creative research mm-hmm. <laughs> that's probably honestly part of what comes of like what makes you so good at planning trips yeah and i think i think it is kind of like connected to here home in a way mm-hmm. because it's still like travel but the travel I do is um like everything is uh kind of curated mm-hmm. travel it's like private private travel guides who are like from the location you're going to mm-hmm. and the places we stay are you know very like uh like the trips you plan and the places you stay for being an outsider in a new country, you can get a little bit of a sense of what it feels like to actually live there and like yes. to be a little bit of a local. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and um, yeah, and really, really, really nice places to stay and things like that. But anyway, in Morocco, so we're going to Marrakesh, and at first we we're gonna go to two um, two places. We're gonna go to Marrakesh and Aswira, or I think that's how you say it. It's like mm-hmm. a beach town, but we scrapped the whole beach town idea for different reasons, but. Um, anyway, sorry to interrupt. Okay. Marrakesh. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Marrakesh. Marrakesh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so we're staying, um, we're getting there and then we're staying in, um, so within the Medina. So it's Marrakesh has like a walled city and that's the old city inside the walls. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the Medina. That's so we're staying in there mm. the first few nights, the first four nights. And we have this beautiful Riyadh and a Riyadh is like the house, like the whole, and we have the whole house mm. and it's kind of, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's like indoor, outdoor, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, parts of it are indoor, but then you can go out like you might, okay, maybe going from my bedroom, going down to say the kitchen or dining area. It's really like outdoors kind of walkways and mm-hmm. everything. And it has its own, and it, they're usually multi-level and mm-hmm. they have their own, um, it has, the Riyadh has its own like swimming pool and everything self-contained right in there. Mm. It, it's, yeah, it's so pretty. It's so nice. And then we have like, it come, the house comes with like somebody, um, uh, like a housekeeper or whatever. She'll mm-hmm. make our breakfast every morning. She'll make us dinner. She'll, you know, take care um, of all that kind of stuff. Have you ever seen the Sex and the City movie when they go to Morocco? Mm. No. <laughs> okay. Okay, never mind. If anybody's seen that movie, you know what I'm talking about. The image you have in your head from that movie of the place you stayed is kind of what the place you guys are going to stay looks like. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Because you've seen pictures. Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah, so we're staying there for first few days, and we're going to do some different um, fun, like, cultural, you know, of course, the first, we're going to have a tour of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I hired a local guide. Um, he's going to give us a tour of the city. How did you find them? Um... 
just different research I do okay. like online. I mean, just just doing deep dives. Doing deep dives, yeah. <laughs> uh, so then, um, gonna do that. Going to do some some of the kind of more cultural things. Like we're gonna go to one place and we're gonna actually make our own leather slippers. Mm. They're called it's they call slippers are called babooshes something like mm, that mm-hmm. and so we're gonna we're gonna make those like with a that's with an cool. um, artisan who actually has a job sense. to make them mm-hmm. so he's gonna give us a lesson on how to make them we're gonna make our own um we're gonna do that we're gonna do a um after after four days there we're gonna do a um we're going to move to another location which is outside the address is still marrakesh but it's oh, okay kind of like I guess I would consider that kind of like in the suburbs. What the mm-hmm. suburbs would be like is out of the city. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have like the whole villa. So this is like a, a big villa, like a mm-hmm. big house. Oh, the first place is more apartment style. No. It's, oh. It's no. It's within the walled city, but the Riyadh, is, it's a whole house by oh, itself. Oh, okay. But Got it's it. multiple levels. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the second place, the, um, the villa, it's all like on one level. Um, and it has its own pool and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Beautiful like olive trees and lemon tree all kinds of vegetation all around that mm-hmm. like um gardens and everything there's a spa there and oh there's um, a spa in the villa there's a, there's a spa not right in the villa oh. but nearby okay um and then again like every place always comes with like um like a housekeeper mm-hmm. and so she'll make our food and all that that's awesome um so that's the place that we chose just to kind of like relax because mm-hmm. when you're inside the walled city it's kind of like a maze and it's kind of like a lot of yeah, and you, you guys know, probably be doing a lot on. of like, you know, sightseeing, yeah. whatever, since we yeah. kind of on the go on few the go, days. Go, go. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then after that, we're going to have four days of just chill, relax, you know, that kind of thing. Um, we actually have some art projects that we think we're going to do, that we're going to oh. try to do um, without Lisa. So my oh. sister is an artist, and um, so, she, yeah, so we're going to do some art stuff there. And then, oh, we're also going to go out into the Atlas Mountains, like toward the Atlas Mountains, and mm-hmm. see this one area. I think it's called Orica, something like that, Valley. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's waterfalls, and I don't know, it's supposed to be really beautiful toward the mountains. We're going to do that. And How do you get there? Like someone's driving you? Yeah. Or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, my guy. <laughs> my guy. His name is Osama. He's going he's mm-hmm. to take us. Um, and let me see, what else are we doing? Oh, and then after that, for the last couple of days... We're staying at this hotel. Mm-hmm. It's called Janine Tamsna. Oh, yes. I didn't realize you're finally staying yes. at this hotel. Ooh, that. Okay, you know what would be cool? Hmm. When you get back from your trip and you're all settled, that's all about this hotel. Yes. And about all the different places you stay. Absolutely. Sure. And what you learn, what you want to do. That'll, that'll be so interesting. Yeah. Well, this hotel, I'm really excited about it because the woman who owns it, it's the only, I believe, the only black-owned hotel in all of Morocco. Mm-hmm. And it's a boutique hotel. Her husband is an ethno... Ethno? Yeah, you told me about this. Ethnobotanist, I think it's yes. called. Yes. And they grow all kinds of, they have gardens and they grow things and, and they make like their drinks, their cocktails and stuff mm-hmm. out of the herbs and the flowers and all this kind of stuff that he grows. Yeah. And um, didn't we, we looked up what an ethnobotanist was, right? That's like somebody who studies plants, plants in a particular region or something like that. Something or, like that. I can't remember. Okay. You should look it up. Somebody should look it up. Uh, <laughs> you should look it up. I'll look it up. Um, but anyway. Yeah, so we're staying there, and it's going to be this place. I've been dying to go. It's absolutely beautiful. We're going to have this. It's just going to be beautiful. And so we're going to be there. We're going to have a cooking class there, 
and, um, you know, just whatever other kind of like fun activities they have. So it's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look up what an ethnobotanist is, but my phone is being a little bit slow. Okay. Well, but, oh, wait, wait, I got it. Woman, the woman who owns it, she is um, actually of, she's French, but she's from, she is, um, I think, Senegalese. Okay. Um, I found it. What is it? Ethnobotany is a study of interrelations between humans and plants. Okay. However, current use of the term implies the study of indigenous or traditional knowledge of plants. It involves indigenous knowledge of plant classification, cultivation, uses use as food, medicine, and shelter. Yes. That's very cool. So they use it to hmm. make yummy infused cocktails. <laughs> I can't wait to get some of those. Serving the masses. Yeah, so that's what we're doing. That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah. It's going to be fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Uh, and you leave next Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're going to be gone. Ooh, what am I going to do for the podcast? I don't know. Maybe I'll do a solo I could episode. do it from there. We could, yeah, we could do we that. We could do that. We could we'll do that. Oh, that. like where I am at that time. Yeah, we could actually do a video Ooh. thing, kind of record a little bit if we want. Depends yeah. on the Wi-Fi. Hopefully, the Wi-Fi is fine. Yeah, wherever I have we Wi-Fi are. everywhere, so we'll see. Yeah, okay, Maybe we'll think that. about it. What are you doing this week? Anything? This week, really, I'm really just working on here home stuff. Um, gonna work on some new episodes coming up. Some worky things. Um, and new playlists. <laughs> No, no new playlist for the time being. I think there's enough there for right now, but I've just been like adding to those. Just working on like getting the podcast in a good rhythm, a good groove. Mm-hmm. Keep on keeping on, really. Okay. And as always, appreciating you guys' engagement, comments, and anything else? That's it. Okay. All Thank right. you all. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.